Hey, welcome to Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Justin, your host here with you once again. Thank you for joining me at the place I talk about a lot of different aspects that go on in my stay at home dad life. Things with my kids, family, marriage, all that stuff. Men's health and wellness, parenting struggles I have, tips I come across, all these different areas of my life. Plus, I throw in a few other random and odd topics that uh, I hope you enjoy. So anyways, thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. All right, so I hope you're doing well. I know the fourth was just a few weeks ago, so celebrate some America, you know. Hope you enjoyed the dad classic episodes I tossed up there for a few weeks. Yeah, uh, I know three in a row is not my proudest moment in this uh saga that I call podcasting you know I like to constantly put out new content for you and and uh, tell you stories and give you tips and do all that stuff I like to do so I apologize I know three in a row is kind of rough but I got off vacation which was a two-week long vacation and then I just was still in family mode still in kid mode and I just didn't make the time to sit down and come to my basement and uh, talk to you guys. So yeah, but I hope there was uh, something in there that you enjoyed, something that you took away from. Maybe maybe some of you new listeners had not heard those ones before. And if you did, then you can just disregard them. So anyways, I don't really have a direction for today's show or a lesson or a message or any kind of heavy topic to talk about or get across. Nothing like that. Uh, I just want to kind of go down the path of recapping my vacation with you guys and and telling you some stories from the road and some struggles I had, which one struggle I would like to mention is the act of driving an RV an extensive amount of miles across the country in two weeks. That's what I did, and uh, it was uh, quite the saga, let me tell you that. So yeah, today I'm just going to recap that, talk about my vacation, crazy road trip, tell some stories, vent some complaints like I typically do. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe have a bigger picture life lesson tucked in there somewhere. You know how I do things. So we'll see if I can do that too. So where do I begin? Well, as you know, my wife and I bought this uh, RV not too long ago. I mentioned it on this show. Yes, huge purchase for us, something that, I don't know, I never saw myself as being an RV owner. I didn't think that that was going to happen in my life, but here we are. It did, you know, big purchase, possibly questionable purchase, but, you know, what is life without questionable purchases is what I kind of like to say. Maybe that just makes me feel better. So we had this wild idea to buy this RV probably about a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago, where we thought, hey, let's get this vehicle, let's travel around, let's visit family, visit cool places, and just experience life a different way. I mean, my wife's job, she can kind of do it remotely to an extent. I clearly don't have a job, so we thought, hey, our kids are kind of young, When are we going to have another chance where I am not working and she's got some leniency and she's got some vacation that we're able to do this? So we're like, you know what? Our kids aren't getting any younger, so let's just pull the trigger on it. And uh, that's what we did. 
So we figured, hey, let's make some amazing memories. Let's give our kids memories that they'll talk about their whole lives and, and just see stuff. And plus, they're not in a ton of sports right now. You know how kids get into traveling teams and traveling, I don't know, baseball or traveling, uh, what's the other one? Cheer. I know girls in their cheer and girls in their other sports, they like to do gymnastics and things. Travel, 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 right? So you're going all over the place. So my kids aren't really in that stuff right now. They are almost six and nine. So I think they're getting into that. You know, they're starting sports. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're starting things. They're dipping their toe in uh, quite a few different things, but they haven't totally committed yet. And I think that's good. I think that's really good. I don't really enjoy it when kids so young just get into sports and they're just getting hammered with sports constantly. And I don't know, it just becomes a lot of work. Kids get burned out. Kids get injured potentially, stuff like that. So anyways, I know I'm really dragging this out, but they're not in that stuff. So they're not in a ton of sports, not in a ton of activities. And hey, let's have these adventures and do these things before that happens. Plus, Let's do it before they don't want to hang out with us anymore as parents, right? Because I've heard quotes, you probably have heard them as well, that our kids, at least when they're young, our kids, all they want is to have a close, great relationship with us, right? With the parents. That's all they want. They don't want anything else. It doesn't, you know, monetary, money, fanciness. At a certain age, kids don't care about that. They just want this best relationship with their parent. We are their most important person in their lives, right? And all they want to do is hang out with us and show us stuff and do stuff with us. That's it. Play with us, you know, have us get on the floor with them and just participate and give them distraction-free attention and time. Because eventually, they will move on from that. Eventually, that will disappear. And we will no longer be the number one in their lives. Does that make sense? And we only have a few years where, you know, they're not a baby. They're not a toddler. They're old enough to enjoy things. They're old enough for us to enjoy things with them. Yet they're young enough to think that we are the coolest person on the planet. Not Taylor Swift, not Dwayne Johnson. Not uh, some Olympic gymnast, but us. We're the coolest ones that they want to hang out with and do stuff with. So that's, that's where my mind goes. That's what I think about. They'll get into those sports and those activities, and they'll do that a little bit later. And they'll get close with classmates. They'll get really close with other friends. And eventually, we, the parents, will take a little bit of a backseat, right? We will become the bystander, the observer in those situations. So yeah, that's a big reason here that we made this crazy purchase and we're trying to take some trips and hopefully do a lot of stuff with our kids and make those memories. So anyways, bought this RV, planned this crazy adventure to visit family in multiple states over a two-week period. My wife took off work a couple weeks. We went through nine states to be exact. We left Indiana, headed up to Iowa to see my sister and brother-in-law and their kids. Then we headed to North Dakota to see my wife's family. 
And then we beeline down to Colorado to see my mom, see my stepdad, hang out at their, uh, their house up in the mountains. So that was our basic journey that we did. We kind of made a big, huge loop and then came home. So anyways, a little trivia for you. How many miles do you think we traveled? And how much money do you think we spent for fuel on our 29-foot-long RV with a V10 gas engine? So stew on those questions, those little trivia questions I'll give you, and I will go over some numbers at, you know, towards the end of this podcast. Now, why did we decide to take an RV on such a huge trip? Maybe you're asking yourself that. Maybe you're like, what in the hell, dude? Uh, Why don't you just take a hybrid and save a lot of money, right? Yeah, well, you know, that's true. Aside from family bonding and making uh, memories, like I mentioned, we also thought it would be great to essentially have a mobile kitchen so we didn't have to eat out at restaurants, we didn't have to eat out every single meal, I mean, we, we all know how awful that can be and how much that can kind of disrupt your life. You get a little bad sushi at the gas station and, you know, two days gone right there. So, yeah, couldn't handle that. Didn't want to do that. Didn't want to mess with that. At least my guts couldn't mess with that anyways. But also, my wife at the moment, I haven't really talked about it on here because it's not really my story to tell. Maybe I'll have her come on here at some point, but she can't really eat fast food. She can't eat restaurant food, really, or any of that stuff due to some health uh, reasons and some things going on in her life that uh, does not allow that. So it's been a struggle for a while. So this kind of worked out well for that. We have everything we needed right there in the motorhome. We had a big fridge, big freezer. We had a cooktop. We had a microwave. And we packed it with all of our stuff. So it was all handy and right there, ready to go. And it was actually kind of great, kind of fun to be able to get up and just grab a quick snack or a drink out of the fridge while we're literally rolling down the highway. I think that was kind of, uh, I don't know, I thought that was kind of exciting. And lastly, you know, we just thought, hey, this is, uh, you know, I guess it kind of falls into the category I already talked about with making memories, but we just thought it would be kind of fun too. We thought it would be an adventure, even for my wife and I. And you know, it kind of was. It was fun. It's just not exactly what we expected. It's not what Instagram depicts. That is for sure. I'll tell you that. Hashtag van life. You know what I mean? It, uh, it wasn't that. Wake up and make a cup of gourmet coffee in my French press and then open the doors to my van to some amazing view of a mountain landscape or a trickling river or a snow-capped mountain or or I don't know whatever it it wasn't exactly that well actually now that I say that it kind of was that a little bit we did park by a beautiful lake water was like glass dead calm beautiful sunrise you know I should have gotten a picture of that a few mornings but of course I didn't I actually caught a fish on that lake too. It was actually pretty fun. And we also parked up in the mountains, up at my parents' place. And it was equally as beautiful. The mountains and the trees everywhere. And we even had low clouds and fog that rolled in. And it was, I don't know, it was kind of picturesque. 
But once again, I didn't park my RV in the perfect spot to capture some moment that looks like it was out of Colorado Mountaineers magazine or something like that. Didn't do that. But it was beautiful. The pics I did take, though, I will toss up on the Instagram page, and you can check those out and, and uh, enjoy them with me, I guess we could say. So anyways, let's get into some pros and cons of undertaking such a massive trip in a motorhome like this. No articles, no research, no nothing, just Justin's personal non-professional RV owner opinion, okay? Let's just do that. It was, a, it was a massive trip for me. It was a massive trip for the family, for other people that travel and do things in RVs all the time. This was probably nothing, but for us, it was big. So aside from the other pros I had talked about, you know, family bonding time and driving a house on wheels and having all the amenities of home and, and all that stuff, which is all great. Some of the other ones, just the basic ones, especially if you've never had an RV or you've never kind of experienced one, maybe this will interest you to some capacity. But one of the pros was it's great to just kind of get up and stretch your legs a little bit, let the kids stand up and move around a bit from one seatbelt spot to another seatbelt spot. Much better than being stuck in one spot like you are in a car, an SUV, and just sitting for hours on end. Also, getting up and using the bathroom. I will say kind of tricky when you're driving down the highway, but it is doable. And it is very nice to know that you have a bathroom right there, especially for kids. If they've got to use it, we did pull off to the side of the roads. We weren't literally rolling down the road. They went and used the bathroom, and then we just kept motoring on our merry way. And it was, it was very, very convenient. Also firing up the generator and run the microwave, pop some popcorn or zap a burrito or heat up a sandwich or whatever, all while driving down the road. We could do this still in motion. So that was kind of a, a cool aspect for me. Also being able to bond with my kids. That's another pro, I would say. And I know I kind of mentioned it already, but kind of bonding in a different way than you usually would. Being able to hop up from the passenger seat and go sit in the dinette with them to eat lunch and converse and look out the window and just chit-chat as we traveled down the road. Because, yes, my wife did drive a couple times, so I was able to do that. And it was, it was very, I don't know, I appreciated it a lot, just being able to sit there and experience a moment like that. And maybe that's just a moment for me. My five- and eight-year-old probably didn't care as much as I did, but I thought it was pretty cool. So, no, that's just another nice aspect that you can do when you're in a motorhome. Also seeing the country in a different light. And I know this doesn't necessarily fall into just RV. I mean, you can see this by driving your car cross country as well. But there's something special about driving and seeing these little towns and little places that honestly, I may never see again. Even seeing the people just living their lives in these places and not a care of my existence. They're just doing their thing and and living their lives, and I don't know. All of it, in a way, just makes me kind of realize that this place is so much bigger than what I see on a normal basis. Like, and I'm not trying to get all deep and crazy here or anything. It's just just seeing all this land, you know, just so much bigger than my little bubble, than what happens in my little bubble. There's just so much more out there. Also, pulling into RV parks was actually kind of cool. 
a different experience for me, different experience for my family. It's like a place that I am not usually allowed to go because I don't have the right ticket to get in, you know, the RV to get you into one of these uh, elusive clubs, I guess you could make it sound like. But it was, it was fun. It really was. Pull in, get your space, park and set up. And, and actually the setup wasn't that difficult either. I thought it was going to be kind of a pain in the ass, but with this particular RV, it was actually pretty easy. Push a button, set the auto levelers, hook up a few hoses, and put the slides out, and and you are you're done. You're set up, and you're cooking, and watching TV, and doing your whole thing. And also, these these RV parks nowadays, at least the ones that we had stopped at, very nice, really nice spots, pools, and games you could play, and. Some had mini golf and some had water slides and just a lot of stuff for the kids to do. It's not like I had imagined where it's a bunch of old retired people doing nothing and just sitting around. There was activities and things and little, little, just little spots to go do stuff. It was pretty neat. There also seems to be a weird camaraderie with fellow RV people that I never noticed until we took this big trip. You'd be driving and they would wave and be friendly and and just, I don't know, plus I notice all these other RVs now, especially when I was driving ours, I was like, wow, there's a ton of them out here and you're waving at people and doing your thing and chit-chatting at some stops and things like that. And we even got into a caravan with one for at least a couple of hundred miles. We we, uh, got on the I-29, we were driving up on the freeway and all of a sudden this RV pulls in behind us. They kind of catch up to us and pull in behind us. And, and we just went as a little caravan for quite a while. And then we pulled off on our exit and they're waving and smiling at us. And just, I don't know, it's kind of fun. Just kind of like this, this cool club you get to be in when you buy one of these crazy things. All right, now for the cons. And I know first one, maybe I shouldn't put a price on enjoyment. Is that a saying? Price on enjoyment? Or always thinking of the cost, because if you think of the cost, it'll ruin the fun aspect every time. But goddamn, these things are expensive. Not just the cost of the unit, but the fuel mileage was worse than I had anticipated for such a large vehicle. I don't know why, but I was kind of surprised. Less than 10 miles per gallon. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. I really don't, but... It wasn't that, I'll be honest, it was not that. It's just every time you hit the pump and you're just clicking off gallons and dollars and, I don't know, expensive, but can't put a price on fun, Justin. All right, next con, it's noisy. I did not realize how noisy. Highway noise, engine noise, wind noise, stuff rattling noise, just all of it, noise, 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 the entire time you were operating this thing. It clacks and it creaks and it rattles and everything inside makes noise, shifting and shaking. It's just, it's just freaking noisy. I don't know what else to say. Is it something you get used to? Yes. We did learn to kind of tamp down some of the noise, put dishes in different spots and put some towels between things that rattle and put things away a little differently and 
stuff a little piece of paper here and there and it stops the rattling of the screen door and, you know, just things like that. It just gets kind of annoying, especially when you're used to driving in a late model car and it's nice and quiet and you don't hardly hear tire and road noise. You just go and it's peaceful. It is not necessarily peaceful driving an RV. Although the last leg of our trip, I actually asked my wife going down the road, I said, has this gotten quieter to you or are we just getting used to it? And I think we just got used to it. I think the initial shock kind of wears off and you just kind of go with it and it's not so bad. But that was after the trip, the start of the trip, very loud. Also, driving in bad weather. Oh my gosh. Heavy rain and wind freaking totally sucks. The rain, yeah, more noise. The wind, yeah, more noise. Tons of noise. And at one time, I was very concerned that we were going to get blown off the road or tipped over or something crazy. I was, I mean... This thing is essentially a rolling billboard going down the road, so any amount of crosswind is brutal. And at that one point where I thought we were going to get blown off the road, I had slowed down from 65 down to 40 to 45 because it was pushing so bad. It was pushing on us into that opposite lane of traffic, and I just had to keep slowing down and slowing down and slowing down. It It was brutal. So that is definitely something to think about. If you are uh, contemplating something like this. Another thing, and maybe this shouldn't be a, a, a con, but I'm going to put it in here. And that's buying all the extra shit that you need after you blow all the money on the initial RV. Now you have the vehicle. Oh, wait, there's more. You got to buy all the little doodads and pieces with it. I mean, any travel trailer, not just an RV, you have to do this, but... The bedding, the dishes, utensils, special hoses, regulators, you know, sewer lines and all of these little things. And honestly, it just it just adds up and adds up and adds up. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, like, when is this going to stop? It's just constant spending money on this thing. But don't put a price on fun. okay? but anyways, yeah, annoying. Also, sure, there are beds which sound great. Oh, a bed when you're rolling down the highway, you know, sounds like that's an option. But let's not forget, we are rolling down the highway here. And I don't know about you, but I would not feel very comfortable driving with my kids or even my wife trying to sleep in one of the beds not strapped in, right? I mean, granted, I don't know what the basic lap belt would do in a wreck, Not much, but it would probably at least keep you from flying out of your seat and banging around and getting ejected or whatever terrible thing you want to think of. So I think they would do that, but I don't know. The bed thing sounds great, which I know people probably do it, but I wouldn't feel comfortable with somebody doing that, sleeping when I'm driving. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Also... Another thing about the bed is our main bed, the bed my wife and I were in, it's a queen, it's in a slide out, which had I thought about this before we bought this particular RV, I would have bought a different one because 
I would have rather had, now that I've lived with it, I would rather have a bed that is not in a slide out. It just, having a bed in a slide just makes it a pain in the ass when you're trying to make the bed or get in the bed or even just move your RV, you would have to suck the slide in. It's just kind of a big inconvenience, right? But I don't know. Some people have it and they don't care. We're making it work. It's not that big a deal. It's, you know, kind of like a in insignificant problem, but still kind of a gripe, kind of a con. All right, lastly, traveling 10 plus hours, trying to make it to a specific stop, I don't think is the right way to travel by RV, at least in my opinion. I think if you're going to travel a long distance in an RV, it needs to be broken up into much smaller runs. Granted, we didn't really have this option. We were mainly going to see family. We were going to specific spots. So also we didn't have a lot of time because my wife had two weeks off of work. So we didn't really have the option to just kind of slow down and meander. But I think that's the way to do it. Stop in a few places of, in, you know, stop in a few places of interest for a few days at a time. And I think it would make the whole RV thing a little bit more worth doing. Not just hammering out 10 hours, swing into a KOA site, set up, sleep, be gone in less than 12 hours, and then, you know, get up early, hit the road, and, and keep going. In that case, it just doesn't make sense to drive this big lumbering thing and not experience stops a little bit more and not experience the countryside and not experience little tchotchke places that you otherwise wouldn't see. Otherwise, we're just going to drive a car and grab a few hotels and just do that route, and it would be much cheaper. Fuel's cheaper. Sure, a hotel, they're not cheap anymore. I keep in my mind thinking that hotels are $98 or $70 still, and they're not. They are definitely not that. They're more like 200 bucks anymore is what I've heard and seen, and I also tend to stay in really shitty hotels when I travel by myself. But I know that's not really an option when I'm traveling with kids and a wife. So those are off the table. Like not even a Motel 6, like a Motel 5, something like that. No good. Free coffee, not enough. And also kind of tying in with that one, if you stop in those places and only have your RV as your vehicle, it becomes a huge pain to try to venture out, to sightsee and try to venture out and go places and and do things because... You don't have a vehicle, or you do, but then you have to like tear down and unhook and suck in all the slides and then drive your lumbering RV to sightsee, and that's just not conducive. So I 100% understand why people tow these little cars behind their RVs, because they park, they set up, and then they take their little Mini Cooper and they go do their thing. So those are the cons, those are the pros. What do you think? Have you done this before? If you have, let me know. If you have and I'm missing something, tell me, please. All right, so did we see anything cool? Well, yeah, you know, we did. Pulling into some of these small places and buying their local offerings and their local summer sausage and whatever else, yeah, it was fun. It was enjoyable. We, we did stay at a truck stop one night. That was, a, that was an experience. I got maybe three hours of sleep because I was nervous as hell that trucks were going to back into us because they were backing right next to us. You know, a typical truck stop full of 150 trucks or 50 trucks or whatever. It was a busy, bustling place. 
and it made me nervous. Plus, I kept having this idea that we were going to get broken into or robbed or something like that, so I was looking out the windows all the time and sleeping very light, to say the least. Also, none of that happened. We didn't get broken into. We didn't get robbed. It was actually a pretty uneventful evening, but still, stayed at a truck stop, yeah. So that is something, uh, something to uh, see right there, that's for sure. But other than that, seeing the rolling hills of South Dakota, Nebraska, and seeing farmers gathered on a weekend for a rodeo, and seeing roadside stops like 1880 Town in South Dakota, I believe, right off the interstate, seeing wildlife, seeing, you know, just seeing the countryside, like I mentioned, it was, it was kind of cool. It was fun. We ventured into a town or two, stopped in Colorado. We uh, popped into a historical museum in Pueblo in Colorado, educate ourselves on the history of the town. That was kind of fun. But little stuff like that, I think, is what RVing and traveling is all about. And I really wish we did more of that. Just instead of just wanting to beeline to the next endpoint, if we say, oh, hey, there's a John Deere Museum in Iowa. Let's go check that out and just deviate and spend an hour And I think those are things that you can do when you're not trying to crush the miles every single day. Now, there's one question. This doesn't really relate to anything, but it's on my mind. There's one question about a town we visited. How can a restaurant have a statement, a sign out front, out on the front window that says, best food in town or best chicken this side of the Mississippi? something along those lines, yet the alleyway directly next to said restaurant smells like piss. How does that happen? How, how can you have those two very contradicting things right next to one another? I mean, I know, I know the trash is in the alley, but ugh, the smell really just contradicts your best chicken sandwich sign, okay? I mean, the smell, bad, within nose shot of the front door. So, I don't know, maybe it's a dumb question, but why do all alleys smell like that? Why is that a thing? It's honestly probably a question I don't want the answer to. I know this, I shouldn't even ask it. Can it be just from homeless people or drunk people peeing in the alley? Can it? I mean, it seems like a lot of pee. I don't know, let's, uh, let's not go down that path right now. You may also ask yourself, though, why was I in an alley? That doesn't sound like a logical place to be with your children, right? Well, it wasn't intentional. I'll say that. It was not uh, on our list of things to do. We, we walked through this little downtown, just kind of exploring and seeing things, and we saw some signs to, that were pointing us in the direction to see a shop, to see shops, shopping, downtown. Well, we ended up following them, and they walked through this kind of an interesting courtyard, and and then all of a sudden this interesting courtyard dumped out into an alleyway. So, oops, I guess. It happens. But uh, anyways, yeah, just a thought in my old head there. So anyways, was the RV trip worth it? Short answer, yes. I, I really think it was, despite the cons and the hassle and the other negative things that kind of happened. I think it was an enjoyable experience for my family, for me. I spent a lot less time on my phone. 
I spent a lot more time engaged with my wife and my kids and just doing things with them. And that right there, to me, makes it worth it, 100%. That, 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 that aspect alone makes it worth it. Would I do it again? Mm, yeah, sure, why not? I would do it again. It's kind of like parenting, and we forget how hard those infant stages were when our five and our eight-year-olds were, were that young, right? We, we uh, forget how difficult those things were, and then we tell ourselves, ah, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't so awful. So I imagine with this RV stuff, with another trip, I will, I will forget all about the last one, or I'll forget about those problems, or I'll not care about those complaints, and I will uh, sign up for another. Like I said, though, I think a better trip, a better plan of attack would be shorter trips where you really do get to spend that time sightseeing and seeing what this little place has to offer rather than just, just bam, 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 and just hammering out long days on the road and only stopping for fuel. That's, that's just kind of burns everybody out in some aspect. So just keep that in mind. If you're thinking about doing something crazy like this or buying a camper or buying an RV, just, just meander and just have a good time, you know? So... All right, now real quick, before I wrap this up, let's get to those figures I mentioned earlier, and then, uh, and then we'll close out for the day. So, what was my first question? Was it how many miles did we travel? Anyways, the total miles we traveled in two weeks was 3,357 miles. That was, from, that was from my driveway back to my driveway. That's the mileage. We stopped... 14 times for gas and the gas totaled 1515 bucks for fuel how many gallons do you think we burned on this trip i know you guys don't care about this at all but i don't know maybe i just want to feel the pain one more time gallons burned of fuel 445 gallons of fuel yeah and uh, for the good number here, average mile per gallon. What do you think that was? Well, it was 7.54 miles per gallon. Yeah, mm, under 10. Pretty rad, right? I know, I know. I can't justify it, but we're making memories, right? You can't put a price on that. Maybe you can, but you shouldn't. Anyways, that's all I have for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. I know, nothing amazing, no crazy fatherly advice here, just a real world experience traveling in an RV across the country and just recapping my vacation with you. So fun times. It's good times. I hope you didn't mind today's show. So is this something that you may be wanting to undertake at some point? Or like I mentioned earlier, maybe you already have. If you did and I did something wrong or you've got some tips for me, just send me a DM on Instagram at stayhomedads underscore podcast and, and just let me know your experience. Let me know uh, if you have any uh, things to make it a little easier on this guy, okay? Anyways, I got to finish up this for sale ad on a Sunseeker RV, so I got to go, all right? Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you all next week. <laughs>